car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. And starting this week, we're going to be answering a bunch of email questions. we got to play catch up, but we're going to get a little bit more in depth. Jerry from Ohio, he's asking about brakes and what calipers do and master brake cylinders, ABS modules. We're going to talk about maintenance list, what you need to have done when you have your oil change performed, electrical starters, alternators, voltage regulators, Oh, your AC system, condensers, compressors, etc. Let's not forget what makes the car go forward is that drivetrain. We're going to talk about that. Sounds pretty scary, doesn't it? But you know, after you hear this, you're going to be a savvy car care consumer and you're going to understand every word your technician is talking about because we're going to turn these mysterious words into simple concepts for you. And here to help me out with these questions is our own gadget guru, Peter Sudak. He's going to be in studio with us this week. Thank our sponsors. Sponsors being AC Delco, AC Delco Parts. I have them in my car. I love my AC Delco Parts. I can rely upon them. I know they're a quality part. And let's not forget Jasper engines and transmissions. In my customers' cars, I put Jasper. They have a three-year, 100,000-mile warranty. It's transferable if you happen to sell the car. And you know what? It's a lot cheaper than buying a new or used car. Keeping those sneakers on the ground, Continental Tires. Again, I have them on my car, have them on my mom's. Remember, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy, and she loves her Continental Tires. So let's move on with this week's show and start with our first question of the week. Peter. Hey, Pam. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me in. Well, thank you for participating in this. You know, we have all these scary words and concepts, and we're going to change them into uh, not such a scary thing for our listeners so they can understand what they need to have done when they go to the shop. That's right. Instead of making it all technical, let's just make it simple for them so they can understand it. And, you know, I, th- I blame you guys. I know, you're giving me that blank look. He's giving me a blank look, guys. No, I, I do. I, I blame guys. You have this thing, and you like to have your own little territory, your own little domain. You are very protective, especially when it comes to automotive. Well, not you personally, Peter, but, you know, majority of them. And the stuff is not that hard, is no, it? No, it's not. No, it really they, isn't. They just make it sound more difficult than it actually really is. Right, so we're going to... Get the bamboozle out of it and put it in layman's terms. And we're going to start with Jerry from Ohio. And Jerry writes, Dear Pam, do I have to get brake pads if the pads are like new, but the car shakes when I brake? Well, what Jerry's talking about is brake pulsation. You may have experienced it yourself. When you are at low speeds or high speeds, it doesn't matter. 
and you apply the brake pedal, you'll feel the shake. And I'm not talking at a panic stop like you're activating the ABS, but just a normal gradual stop. You can have it in the front or the rear. Uh, the front has this thing that's called a brake rotor, and it's a shiny disc, kind of looks like a LP, doesn't it, Peter? Yes, it does, yeah. When you brake, this rotor, this disc that looks like a record, actually uh, can become warped like the old wax albums that we used to have. And when it does that, that brake pad travels up and down, up and down, and that's where you feel it in your pedal. That's right. You can have this in the back, or you can have this in the front brake. It doesn't matter. Another term you may have heard is a brake drum. Well, you know, it's kind of fashioned like a drum. It um, kind of reminds me of a Jackie O. Pat, <laughs> doesn't it, Peter? It is. It's shaped that way. I mean, so everybody can kind of get an idea what a brake drum looks like. Am I right? I guess so. I've never heard of that, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I I'll try to pull your, all these analogies. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, you'll have that on the back of the vehicle on some vehicles. It's kind of disappearing. Before, there used to be drum brakes all the way around. Now it has gone from disc with that rotor, that record album thing on the front, with the drum brakes on the back. <laughs> Peter's <laughs> giving me this look like. I never heard of that one before. Well, I think of all these other bizarre things so people can understand because you need to understand and things that you're familiar with. I can't think of anything more familiar than a Jackie O. Pillbox had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As a girl thing. All right. So <laughs> you can have the same brake pulsation in the drum, and this is from it being warped. Peter, what causes this warpage, this lateral runout. We, well, in there, technical terms, it's lateral runout. Right. There, there's a few different causes that can that can cause that. The mm -hmm. first one is basically, in a nutshell, not planning your stops. I know sometimes if you're going up to an intersection, for example, and you got to do a, a quick stop, you know, sometimes you can't help that. But if you do that on a consistent basis... Oh, you like you drive like that. Yes, when you drive like father, yes. Yes, full throttle uh, or stop. Full throttle or stop, right. There's only, yeah, stopping exceedingly fast. When you apply the brake pedal very hard consistently, that's going to create very quick heat buildup, and metal over time will warp when you do that. Mm -hmm. It's like taking a frying pan, putting it on Inferno. Right, and then throwing cold water on Throw it. Throwing cold water on it. Yeah. And speaking of such, that's another way. That's, the, sa that's yeah. the second one, because basically the, the brakes are warm while you're driving, and a lot of people don't go slow through the water puddles in the streets. They usually go flying through them if they know they're shallow, mm -hmm. and the cold water hits those hot brakes just like the hot frying pan hitting the cold water in the sink, and it'll cause warpage as well, just real quick. I bet people don't realize the rotors and the drums on the vehicles, they can get up to 450 degrees yes, in they, mere seconds. Yep, they get very hot, especially during the summertime. It doesn't take long to heat them up at no. all. You know, when I've done tire rotations and stuff and people have been driving for a while, those just taking the lug nuts off. The lug nuts are very, very hot. I usually have to get gloves to do some oh, yeah. cars. Yeah. Another thing, too, is that there's a specific thickness for this material. For brakes and for these rotors and drums That's and when right. they get undersized and you're not supposed to be driving on them undersized 
they have to be a minimum thickness and depending upon make and model. They tend on make and model, that's mm -hmm. correct. And when they're getting close to that minimum thickness, rotors or drums will warp quicker because they're less metal there to dissipate the heat. So right. or if you have hard braking and undersized drums or rotors, that can also cause a mm -hmm. brake pulsation so as the, well. So the fix is to get this brake pulsation that's really common with cars. Right. And you don't need brake pads. Right. The first one would be resurface them, basically at an ASC certified shop. Resurface the rotors, mm -hmm. front, or if you got to do the rears, either it might be disc in the back or drum depending on the vehicle. Right. And they put them on a brake lathe and resurface the material, just taking a very thin layer off. It doesn't take much, but resurface them. And, thousands of an inch. Yeah. Thousands of an inch. Yeah. Not never, much. Not very much at all. And that'll take the brake pulsation right out of there. Mm -hmm. If they're too thin to cut, um, basically then they have to be replaced. So we have guidelines for, you know, based on make and model, what the minimum thickness of the front and rear brake rotors and or drums have to be. And if they're already at that minimum thickness, we cannot resurface them anymore, so they have to be replaced. That's true. And, you know, let's talk about this. We're talking about replacement in these guidelines. That's by the manufacturer. Nobody yeah. can just make this up. No, there, there isn't Joe sitting in the corner making up idle numbers. It's the, the manufacturer of the vehicles mm -hmm. are telling you, here's what this rotor is. This is as thin as it can get. Right. And that's it. And once it hits this point, it needs to be replaced, period. No, exactly. It, if you're going to do the brake job properly, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Exactly. You know, the other thing, too, that you have to keep in mind is that the brake rotor or drum has the specific thickness for discard at that point. You asked to see the specifications, and it's on a chart. It's a very easy-to-read chart. And then you say, well, show me on my car, because... The device to measure rotors and drums nowadays is all digital, and those numbers better match. Yeah. I mean, they better match. You better be very close. Remember, you want to change them out if you're close, because it's going to be stupid. You're going to resurface them, and then you're going to be replacing them right. so pretty you, soon down the road. Yeah, because basically, if you're getting close to the minimum thickness or the discard, as they say, You'd be wasting your time trying to resurface them and save them one more time because they're going to be too thin, even if you manage to keep it just above the minimum thickness, and that ain't going to work. It just You better off be replacing them, start with a brand new fresh rotor at maximum thickness, and then you won't have to worry about it for quite a while. Exactly. And if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Peter, our own gadget guru. We have a series of email questions we're trying to answer to make you a more savvy car care consumer. And this week we're discussing brakes and those mystery terms that they throw out, that jargon. We're going to make you a savvy car care consumer, so listen in and learn. And you know, we're going to continue on with Jerry's question here. He said he had brake pads installed in their like new condition. Vehicles nowadays take a specific type of brake pad. Some may take the semi-metallic, but most take a ceramic pad. You know that icky, nasty black stuff you get on your rims? 
Oh, yeah. You know, it's not fun to clean. No, I've seen a lot of cars with mm. front wheels are filthy. Oh, yeah, and people yeah. don't clean it, which I don't understand, because it ruins the rim. When it ruins the room, then it decreases the value of the car. But we'll get on with that with another topic. That's from the semi-metallic pad. That is from the friction material, the brake pad. Going against that that record album, that rotor. And it is displacing the fine fibers from the pad onto your rims. The semi-metallic, and that's actually what it is. There's a little metal flake in there. can be at a certain degree, and this can cause some squeaking. You can stop this by, if the option is available, go to ceramic pads. That would be the better way to go, yeah, from from your experience from what you told me. The ceramic mm-hmm. pads work out a lot better. Well, they sure do. Less noise and less a noise, lot less dust. Less dust. It dissipates the heat much, much better. The job lasts that much longer. That's right. So if you can, if it's time to replace your brake pads, you need to ask for ceramic pads. And you don't want that cheap stuff on your car. Oh, by all means. You know, that's a good point. Do not ever, ever, ever have anyone ever put cheap brake parts on your vehicle. You want a brand name like AC Delco. I use them at work. I love my AC Delco brake pads. They're They're wonderful. Fabulous. No noise, and they displace the heat. I never have any problems with my AC Delco pads. And there's other manufacturers out there that are just as competent. And you need to go with a brand name pad. You need to have your ASC certified technician show you which pads they're putting on the vehicle and why that they're a quality pad. Remember, nobody can get hurt if you can't start your car. But somebody can get hurt or killed if your car doesn't brake properly. That's correct. I can't emphasize that enough. You have to have a good quality brake pad. Yeah. Maybe you go into the auto parts store and you're savvy enough to do your own brakes and you see a sign for eight ninety nine brake pads. Mm-hmm. Just run. Have, yeah, run fast, run far, or go in there and tell them, I don't want those pieces of junk. Give me some good quality top pads and That's they right. should be able to fix you up good. I can't emphasize that enough. You do not want to do cut rate on your brakes. Do cut rate on haircuts. Yes. Dinner meals. Yes. <laughs> but mm-hmm. not your brakes. No. Please. Brakes are absolutely nothing to skimp on. No, absolutely not. No. Because you know what? I may be driving next to you. That's right. <laughs> you might be driving behind me. That's right. And I don't want to worry about that. The other thing that we want to talk about Brake fluid. You know, brake fluid, that gets hot too, just like those brake rotors. Yes, it does. It heats up as the brake rotors and pads have that friction. It heats the brake fluid up too. And each model and manufacturer asks for a specific type of brake fluid. That's correct, yes. So this is something that you don't mix or match because people will top brake fluid off in the master brake cylinder thinking they're helping themselves and... The things we've seen in the past when people have accidentally placed uh, power steering fluid and or antifreeze or you name it. Peter, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. And it's bad. And it will cause brake failure. Yeah, and if you put the wrong fluid on there, yeah. Brake fluid is, or brake failure is in- inevitable. Oh, yes. And you won't know it until it's too late. And then the cost. 
and the cost to get oh all that God. junk out of there, all the parts you're going to have to replace is just got to top off your brake fluid, go see your ASC certified technician, ask him what is proper for your vehicle because there's different types of brake fluid out there too. That's right. There's That's what I'm saying. And there's some certain cars that take a specific type that will not take the generic dot three that we've known for years and years and years. Exactly. I mean, like the European cars, they take a very special brake fluid that you just can't. You just don't pull yeah. it off the shelf in the garage. It's been sitting there all that time. Plus, the other thing, too, is you don't want to put that stuff in there because brake fluid actually absorbs moisture. And that's catastrophic for brakes over time as well. Yes, right. it is. And it will allow you not to stop the moisture in there. And that's why it's so important to have the brake fluid exchanged every 50,000 miles. And, you know, it might look just great and everything, but I'm sorry, we don't have a microscope there, and we can't see the moisture that's encapsulated in the brake fluid, which is what it's supposed to do. So you need to have that fully exchanged. And I'm not just talking about having your technician pull it out of the brake master, the reservoir that holds the brake fluid, and put fresh in. I'm talking about a complete fluid exchange with this, and this can only be done by an ASC certified technician. Yes, he's the only one that's going to know how to do it properly. Open all the bleeder screws at each wheel. and it's More it. than that. Now we have to go in with a computer and we have to toggle the ABS module, yeah. which we're going to talk about that in a second. But, yeah, it's uh, we have to make sure that there is zero air in that system. We have air, pedal goes to the floor. There again, somebody gets hurt and gets killed. That's right. Do not do this in your driveway. Have a professional do it. It's not like old days. I mean, no, you want to bleed, bleed the brakes on your 66 Mustang, but for your 2006 Mustang, bring it into an ASC Blue Seal shop and have an ASC certified technician do this. Not worth it. Speaking about ABS, ABS, the big mystery, anti-lock braking system, ABS. What that does is it recognizes if you go into a panic stop that it will automatically start activating each individual brake and place the vehicle in a position that it doesn't go into a skid and it stays fairly straight. That's correct. You've really come a long way with it. The whole key is do not pump the brakes. You know, through all the years that we've had ABS now for about 20 years, I still have to tell people, don't pump the brakes. Isn't well, that amazing? That basically, if you start pumping it, the pedal will go to the floor wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it'll say, what do you want me to do? I don't understand. Forget it. I give up. It's like the ABS system throwing its hands up in the air. I don't understand. What is this? I'm going to walk away. When you decide what you want to do, I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you won't be in a tree by the time it decides to come back. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, you have to apply pressure. And just and keep, keep it steady. Keep it steady. Yeah, I mean, at the point where you're screaming and swearing while you're coming to a panic stop, I mean, newer drivers aren't going to think about pumping the brakes. It's the older drivers that are used to pumping the brakes that are going to maybe think about it, and that's what we don't want you to do. So remember, panic stop, ABS brake, let it take over. You will actually feel the brake pedal pulse which is different from the brake rotor pulsation, but you'll feel the brake pedal pulse. And in some makes and models, others not so much. 
but in some makes and models, you'll feel this pulsation in the brake pedal, and that's the ABS activating. Just let it go. Let it do its job. You know, the other thing, too, is that when the ABS is activating, it's trying to keep the vehicle basically in a straight line, and that's due to a sensor in each wheel. It's reading how fast each wheel is moving. Yeah. The revolutions yeah. per second. Right. Sensors read how fast the wheel is turning, and in mm -hmm. turn, that's how it determines how hard to actually press the brake pads and or shoes against the rotors and or drums, and that's how quick you're going to stop or not, whether you've got a panic stop or not, whether you're going 20 miles an hour, you got a quick stop, or if you're going 70, you got to slam the brakes on it. It'll make a difference on how it reacts. Exactly. And the other thing that I have found out, not from personal experience, but just through learning, say you want to change tires. Oh, put special rims on it. Yeah, if you want to put yeah. special rims or put little fatter tires on from the factory. And remember, if you do that, you're going to get the look, but you're not going to get the ride anymore. No. So don't complain about Right. vibrations at specific speeds and all that if you change out the tires and rims and you put the fancy stuff on. My dad always said, you either have the look or you have the ride. You're not going to get both. And you know what? To this day, it still holds true. Yep. But, but if you want the look... If you want the look, then you go ahead and put the tires on. What you need to make sure of, though, that if you go to... Say your car has 17-inch wheels on it and you want to go up to 20s. 20 inch just hypothetically what you need to do is the 20 inch tires you have to make sure the overall outside diameter of those 20 inch tires matches the 17 inch tires that came from the factory and that means that the wheels will still be spinning at the same rate of speed correct whether you have the 17 inch or 20s meaning the anti-lock brakes will also act properly when they are applied, hopefully never, but if you need them, they'll act properly. If you have a tire that's too small... It the, won't read it right. Right, it won't yeah. read it right because sure the, wheel, the wheel itself is going to be spinning too fast and it's the car is thinking you're going faster than you actually are and it may not act properly. So that's, that's also important as well, too. A lot of people don't think about that when they put bigger tires on there. No, they don't, you know, and that's when they get themselves in a big mess. That's right. They order tires and rims online. They have them installed in cars. They order tires and rims online. They have them installed on their vehicle. They have, unfortunately, somebody who's really not savvy about the tire and the wheel matching up with the vehicle for the ABS action, and you get a mess. Yeah, because I've, I've had a lot of people have had to want to go bigger tires, and I remember having it going to the catalogs trying to find what they can do know, yeah, what they can't do how close we can get you know if we can get an exact match or get within you know a tenth of an inch or a you know a twentieth of an inch maybe mm -hmm. at most you don't want to but you're going to have right you're going to have the look and the safety that's the whole thing that's you the main the thing look right and the safety you don't have the ride <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to have the look and the safety Actually, I figured that out on my car. I've got the ride on my car, but I, I used the factory <laughs> wheels on there. Oh, yes, you did. I got some fatter, a little bit fatter tires on there for a better ride, but yeah. But the aftermarkets, yeah. you they, All the dimensions they're are just, where they're supposed to be. Yeah, they're just not made right, so. 
No, nope, you have to really you gotta, be picky. Yep, you got the luck, but you won't have the right. So do you think we answered Jerry's questions about brake pads and rotors? I believe we covered just about everything I believe there is. I think we have. And, you know, uh, we'll continue next week on with um, another question in our series on these horrible 25-cent words that you just look and the eyes glaze over and you get the deer-in-the-headlight look. That's and right. um, at the end of uh, our session, you're going to say, hey, I understand that. It's really easy. Why didn't somebody else explain that to me like that? But you know what? We're doing it for you, and that's what counts. And now you are brake savvy, that's car right. care consumer. Just one last thing. if When you're getting brakes serviced at a repair facility, ask them to show you what you're talking about just to exactly. reinforce that. Yes. So show um, me. Explain. You know, you need ask, a brake caliper, have them bring it out there and show you what it is. And what ask it does. why. Why? Why do I need this? And right. how is this going to affect my car? Remember yeah. those two words, guys. We talked yeah. about them before. And if they're on the up and up, they will have no problem taking you out in the garage. Mm -hmm. If they're kind of skittish about taking you out in the garage and show you, you need to put the wheels back on and take it to another garage. Get a second opinion. You know, I'm, real quick, before we end this, I just did that today for this lady. And I explained it to her. She had not a clue when we went out there. And when we were done, which was under 10 minutes, you know, if I gave her the tools, she probably could have done it herself. <laughs> no, it's that simple. That's, I explained yeah. it. It was that simple. Yeah. You're ready to dig in, huh? Yes, yeah, she was. She was just thrilled. Well, well that's good. And, you know, that's what you need. You need to be fully involved with your vehicle. You need to know what's going on. Because when you know you have this, this power, this knowledge, that's when you're going to keep the money in your wallet. And that's the whole premise behind this. That's right. We're trying to save you as much money as we can. Knowledge is power. That's right. So um, next week we're going to be discussing maintenance. We're going to be talking about maintenance on your vehicle and what you need to have checked every oil change and how often those oil changes should be. Peter's going to join us back, and we're going to go through this series about mystery car questions and mystery car terminology. And you might just be like that lady this afternoon and want to do it yourself, but please don't. You need to have your ASC certified Blue Seal Shop or ASC certified automotive technician do the job for you. But you will be a savvy car care consumer knowing what they are telling you, and that's the whole premise behind this. Again, we want to thank our sponsors, AC Delco, AC Delco Parts. Like I mentioned in our show, I use AC Delco Parts on my customers' cars. I love their brake pads, and I know you will too. So when you are in need of brake pads, ask for AC Delco. Again, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate-owned. If you, unfortunately, would have the need for an engine or a transmission, Remember, it's cheaper to replace than it is to purchase a newer used car or a new car. And that warranty, which is three year, 100000 goes with the new owner if you decide to trade in a year or two. Ask for Jasper by name. Last but not least, you know it's about time to get those snowshoes off the car. And we're going to be wanting to install Continental Tires. Continental tires, I have them on my car, I have them on my mom's car. Love our Continental tires. What a great ride. 
And remember, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy, and she loves her Continental tires. And until next week, I look forward to talking with you, and Peter's going to be back. We're going to talk about car maintenance, and this is all to make you a savvy car care consumer. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.